I'm just trying to close that damn NVIDIA thing. But. You control alt delete that bitch. Whatever. I can see you. Can you see me? Hopefully it's recording. All right. I can see you. Time it says to... it's recording. It says Mike is recording the call. Time to open a beer. Oh. That's weird. Your beer looks an awful lot like a Diet Coke, which sounds really good right now. It is really good. What's up? Plain old water. I was going to do water because I need to drink more water because my back is like, you know, holy shit, it hurts, and I think I need more water in my life. Probably. Hey, look, you sent me a picture. That You got it's, both of those things on you? Yes. It's still, it is still up. I can still see it. Oh. All right. We guess because when you close down that app, it keeps running in the background unless you somehow close it out. I don't know how. Unless you control alt delete that bitch. That's what. Oh, and then you and then you end task. All right, you say fuck you. There we go. Task manager. Yep. Nope, it's not even listed. Oh well. So I don't know. All right, there you go. All right. Um, episode forty-seven pre-show. Sweet, the Johnny Cueto episode. <laughs> he didn't even pop into my head. First thing that popped in my head. It was either that or Felix Rodriguez. K-Rod. No, no, no. Not That's K- Francisco Rodriguez. Oh. Felix Rodriguez is the guy that gave up the home run to Scott Spezio in game. Oh, yeah. Six of the 2002 World Series. And uh, Boy, you made got a pretty good me number. cry over uh, sporting of it for the first time in my life. You shouldn't be crying. I knew that they weren't going to win game seven. <laughs> I'm sending you some pictures of the finished island. <sighs> Dude, it's a relief. I have. I can some, imagine. I have some baseboard here and some um, base shoe that I need to paint after we're done here because that's going to go around it after I set it in place, so... I was going to paint it all, and then I'll cut it and miter it. I, I had two options. Cut it now and put on the front and back pieces. Mm-hmm. Nail them. Nail them on and caulk them. And then yeah. then just use the um, – then I can set the end pieces on after I secure it because I'm going to secure two-by-fours to the floor and sit this over the two-by-fours and then drive three-inch screws – through the side, and then put the pieces of um, base. Or uh, God, I'm so fucking tired. Me too. Baseboard. So this is this is the color that they wanted. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't like it. No, me neither. It doesn't look <laughs> as stunning as the white primer, does it? It need. It needs to be two toned, in my opinion. Well, they have white kitchen cabinets, so this is gonna. Fuck. It'll have a white this... marble top on it as well. I mean, that'll help, but I feel like it's going to get. Or is the flash just washing out how dark it's not the even gray a flash? Is? It's those fucking lights I was working with. Okay, That's well, how bright are those it is. lights washing out how dark the gray is? Yeah, I think it is a little bit of okay. that. If you can see it in the picture I sent you with the um, name. Yeah, I can see it where it's kind of like half and half with the lights. Yeah, right. And in the, in, in the shadow, it looks better. Yeah, it's darker. Because so. usually I like that that dark gray look, but I think with that kind of shaker style around it, I think it I think that just needs to be 
be a different color. I would have liked a, a nice royal blue or, you know, something that stands out that, more. Yeah, that's what we're going to do with our uh, bottom cabinets mm-hmm. is we're going to do a dark, a dark blue. It'd be sharp. But it's going to it's going to look dope. So I, I, I ordered or thought I ordered soft closed door hinges. So after I hung the doors, and I, I used this awesome Craig's, uh, Craig Jig door mm-hmm. hanging tool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Not the one that makes the, the circles that you put the cups in. But no, actual, there, there's another one that helps you hang it. Yeah, it clamps on. The, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. It's the, I just got it, and it's the first time I've used it um, because I was looking at the instructions for the actual hinges tell you how to mark them on the face frame and then get transfer lines and all this bullshit. And I forgot I had bought this, that tool maybe a few months ago, knowing I was going to do this project. And so within three minutes, it tells you where to, if you have half inch um, overlay doors or whatever, it tells you all the settings Mm -hmm. clamp it on. It holds the fucking door and you just screw it in. I'm like, woohoo, no measuring. Doesn't does not get any easier. But you know what does suck when you forget or when you think you have soft closed hinges and you go to slam a door and you have and regular slams. hinges. <laughs> and it's before you Son put the a... rubber feet on the doors. E. Yeah. So then it only took me about, you know, 15 minutes to adjust the width up and down and front and back. And I put the feet, the rubber feet on all the doors. There's no handles. And I, looking back now, I wish I would have routered in a bev, you know, like an indent, like you do on like a, a cutting bevel. board. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. So to make it easier. Now the doors are really light, so they'll open easily. But that's another thing I don't like about. I've made about, well, between the two vanities and this Island, uh, I've always used the poplar. It's a light hardwood, uh-huh. not a lot of weight to it. And even my kitchen cabinets that I have here that are from the eighties, Solid oak doors, oak face frame. But the doors, they it's a solid oak panel, not a you know shaker style. Just one panel that's got the beveled you know edge all around. Yeah, yeah. But they added on each door inside at the top and the bottom about a one and a half inch wide piece of oak and about three quarters of an inch thick. So you got extra weight on the door, makes yeah. it feel more sturdy. But these poplar doors, they just they're light. It's a pretty heavy piece. Yeah. Um, the, other, the, only, the other thing I don't really like, she wanted somewhat adjustable shelves, and she wanted the shelf pins to be from the center up. So that's what I did, right, from the middle on up. Yeah. With that Craig Jig shelf pin whole thing. Yeah. Another phenomenal tool. I should have just done the whole, you know, each panel from the top to the bottom because – now, one thing is the very center, the first setting, which is in the middle, you can only put one shelf there for one because the pin from the other side, if you want to use the same shelf size on both sides of the cabinet, the shelf pins mm-hmm. hit each other because they go <laughs> right because it's three quarters yeah. of an inch. And so you have to set one up, one above the other one, or either way, you know what I mean? You can't have yeah. one continuous looking shelf because the pins bump into each other from one side of the cabinet to the other. So, and if you wanted to put something taller on top shelf, you can only go down so far. Yeah. 
So well, you're going to have to make sure all of her, yeah. make sure all of her tall stuff's on the bottom. But oh, hey, that's if she wanted to have a say in that, then she's got to live with the consequences of it. <laughs> Kim's like, how come there's no pinholes down the rest? Of I said that's what the client wanted. Client that knows her, best. Her dumbass idea. So I, I can she, say it's her dumbass idea because she's not my client. Just uh, like when I talk about the um, pallet wood paneling in the uh, credenza. Yeah. It's, I, I go about it much the same way you are. It's like, I would have preferred to do something different, but you know, me. <laughs> I should have just done it because it probably would have, she probably would have seen how beneficial it can be to have those shelf pins go all the way down. Yeah. But well, um, it is cool. Um, at least it's an easy thing that if she wanted, if she looked at it, it's like, ah. That's what I thought. So here's what happens. You can always add the holes at the back of the cabinet with that same jig because it just yeah. butts up to the back. Mm-hmm. If you want to add them on the front. Oh, because of the face frame. Right. You have to do it manually because now you can't put it on the face frame, which was holding it. Oh, right. well, that's why God gives us laser levels. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you have to stick in there and hope, you know, hope it's right. But, yeah, that's, I tried it. I was going to go, I'll just add a few more. And then you go to put that jig in there, and the face frame's in the way. I'm like, damn. Like, shit. Oops. Oh, well. Then I was going to, like, yeah. manually do it with a drill bit and, like, hope I had no, to sit. No. Don't do that. The shelves would be all crooked and shit. <laughs> so that's wrapped up. Um, had a lot of stuff that happened at work in the last few weeks. I mean, I was off this week, but if we want to not have any stories, we won't. But I have a few that I wanted to talk just, about over just time. Short, short. I want to be short. I would like this episode to be like an hour long. So then we should just, we won't even do a pre-show. This is just the show. We so, just roll into the show? Yeah, so oh, hold we, had on. No, we had no theme here. Brendan! <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hello. How are you? <laughs> It's almost like we haven't been talking for 20 minutes. I know. Hey, welcome uh, to episode 47. I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera. You're watching the show now or listening to it on your favorite podcast platform. It's the Johnny Cueto episode. Johnny Cueto, 47. <laughs> went eight innings yesterday through a two-hit ball or a three-hit ball. And I, I, here's what I said. I'm watching the game. I got up early. I was on vacation all week, so, you know, the whole flip your schedule, be up during the week, during the day. Sleep like Completely shit. Completely destroy your body, yeah. Oh, yeah, sleep like shit. And then try and flip back Friday. <laughs> so I woke up, you know, after like four hours of sleep and uh, turned on the Sox game. And I saw Cueto was in the eighth inning. No Sox pitcher had gone that far yet this year, which is mind-boggling to me because with Kopech and Giolito and Cease, I'm like, and Lynn. But that's the state of the team. I mean, they're three games under 500 because they're totally unperforming. And then I, I thought, man, if this team was as good as they were supposed to be and had Johnny, Johnny Cueto's performances that he's been doing, holy shit, dude, we'd be like the Yankees. But it, we're, like, wasting his starts. Well, it's – I mean, that's just the way baseball is now. It's the same thing with the Giants. Like, they have pitchers that are capable of giving you, you know, more than five innings, and sometimes the starters are struggling just to get to the fifth. And then you get like Carlos Rodon the other day. He throws a complete game. I didn't see that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like the first complete game I've seen a Giants pitcher throw in like a year and a half. Giddy up. So good old Carlos Rodon. I like him. Oh, I love him. I I was a big fan. He's my kind of player because he 
he like he he's fired up. He's, right. He plays with emotion. Yeah. So I like him and like guys like Jock Peterson, All Star, Carlos Rodon, All Star. Um, did he make snub. the team? No, oh, he got okay. snubbed. It's well, did bullshit. they pick the pitching staffs already? Yes, that was just announced today. Okay. See, I'm way behind. I I turned on yeah. my game and saw that the police hating Tim Anderson is going to be the starting shortstop for the American League. You mean the guy that called himself like a modern day Jackie Robinson? And then got, he got pissed off when somebody said, "Hey, Jackie Robinson." Yeah, like, that guy. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. It's like Brittany Griner. It's like I hate the government and we shouldn't do anything. Yeah, and please then please help she, me. And then she gets, uh, I, I, you know, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I'll no, say don't. That she probably forgot that she had the cannabis oil no. on on her. No. And well, I mean, come on, dude. She had like seven. What was it? Like seven grams? Or, like some odd number. It, it's. I had this discussion with I my buy, wife. The I other buy day. her story that she forgot, but oh, either way, no, fuck her. She's in Russia. No, you know what? You can't no, fucking no. fuck around in Russia. No. Yeah, correct, you can't. But you know what? She is what? She's an American goddamn citizen. That's she's stupid. I don't care if she's an Regardless. American citizen. You know how many American citizens are stupid? Yeah, we deal with them every day. Yeah, the majority. And this is the argument I had with my wife. She's like, "Don't, don't be that way." I'm like, "You're playing basketball in Russia." For no, fuck's sake, don't do anything she illegal. Have been smarter. I yeah, agree that so she I should have been any... smarter. But I, the irony is not lost on I me mean, that she goes around and she's like, you shouldn't even play the national anthem at our sporting events and all this other stuff. And she's like, Mr. President, right, I need help. help. Yeah. Help. I don't like jail. I like being a celebrity in America. Yeah. Help I, me. I think it's hilarious. And I hope she just sits then, there in jail. And then Joe Biden and the rest of this administration is like, who the fuck are you? Who's Brittany Griner? <laughs> Oh, Mr. President, she's a Democrat. Oh, okay, we'll get her right out. I, no, we're. You, you don't think that she knows that she's a Democrat? He's like, no, I'm not doing shit. I'm too busy sending our strategic oil reserves to China. God, I hate this fucking administration so much. I, it has nothing to do with even de- Democrat or Republican. No. As I've said before, I'm more of a libertarian. But God, I hate these humans so much. But they don't make a book of why to vote for liberta- libertarians. And then you open it and it's empty. They just make that for Democrats. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's created the book of like reasons to vote for Republicans. And yeah, it's I'm all sure it's the same too. way. Yeah, it's the same. It's thing. probably written by the same dude. Yeah, I mean, might as well sell. I would think inside. that that guy's pretty smart. Yeah, <laughs> like sell why alienate inside. one half when you can just serve both sides? Right. Good <sighs> idea. Hey, have you seen the? Have you gotten around to watching the Terminal List yet on Amazon Prime? No, I am saving it. it. It's absolutely fantastic. You need to watch it. I'm not quite done with it, but I should be done with it tomorrow night. You say that as I had a conversation with my buddy Danny, who who I've spoken with or about before. He's on my shift, and we were car spooning the other night when I was at work, and uh, he wouldn't roll down the window, so I spotlighted him, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I'm watching the Terminal List. This fucking show is awesome." <laughs> Like tell him to re- tell him to read the book. Even if he's not a reader, tell yeah. him to read the book. The book is a thousand times better and more graphic. Yeah, I told him. I said you've been waiting for a long time for this series to come out, and you know we're trying to finish. We've got one two-hour episode left of Stranger Things. Like the last episode's two hours long, so we need to finish that. The boys just wrapped, so that's next. I think, although you, Better Call you Saul need, comes back tomorrow for the last six. You episodes. need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's on my list. I don't want to sneak away and watch it without her because she. I think she'd like it. But I'll tell she you would. what I did start watching. 
What, what did you start watching? Well, I, I watched Red, um, is it Red Notice with The Rock? And, yes. And I, I watched that last night, funny it, as hell. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's pretty good. It's entertaining. But I started watching Ted Lasso. When I had it's to f- flip my schedule over, I did seven to try and stay awake. Yeah. Dude, that show is amazing. It's so funny. My son has the Apple TV Plus account thing, mm-hmm. but Comcast, our internet provider, just put the app on our box. He's <laughs> like, here. So, because now you can, you can log into all those apps through Comcast. Mm-hmm. So, Hunter, my son, actually signed his Apple into the Comcast thing. So now I can watch all those shows I wanted to see <laughs> that are on there. But I started with Ted Lasso. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. That one's really good. I I liked I I forget the the name of it. It's the one with Chris Evans. Oh, I don't know what uh, that one is. Oh god. I think it's like Defending Jonathan or something like okay. that. Um it's a I enjoyed it. It's a little bit of a kind of a thriller. Movie it, or show? It's a TV show. Okay. And then that, that's really the only other thing I've watched in there. I haven't watched the morning show. My wife. I was just going to say, I want to see that. She said it was like, she was like, yeah, it's okay. But Jennifer's in it, right? Yeah. Okay. She doesn't have to say anything. I'll just watch. She's not, she's not naked though. It's not like we're the Millers where she does like a striptease or horrible bosses. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing. It's a hot dog. (laughs) Uh, Love that. That movie is one of the, her best ever. (laughs) <laughs> you only say that because of her, um, the character she's yeah, playing. Yeah, of course. It. It's just, yeah. I think she, that should be all of her roles. <laughs> right. She should only take these roles. Dale, if I'm ever making you feel like I'm doing something inappropriate, just tell me. Okay, now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, just love it. It's fantastic. Mm. So uh, since we're moving right along, how was your busy-ass week? Uh, well, let's see here. I started off the 5th of July with, actually, no, it wasn't the 6th because m- the 4th was a Monday. I go, I work on Wednesdays. Yeah, I just wanted to mention you have all your digits and you didn't apparently blow yourself up, so that's good. Yes. Giddy up. Uh, I did, however, have a mortar uh, firework thrown at me and have it detonate uh, right next to my car while I was in it. But we'll get to that. At Wait, work? Not- yes. Okay. So, um, so my day or my week last week started off with a 20 hour day, um, helping out on a search warrant that lasted all the way until the start of my shift (laughs) and then worked my full shift. And then my week ended, I think there was like one other day in there where I had overtime just because of a, a late report. And then, uh, and then came Saturday night. And this, uh, in we'll call them enthusiastic, uh, car group decided that they were gonna, they were gonna take over the city. Was and, um, Hobbs and Shaw there? No, I looked. So <laughs> I'm looking for Hobbs and Shaw. Has anyone seen <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw? You hey, just get on the PA. Yeah. Uh, citizens, I'm looking for Hobbs and Shaw. Anyone in there? Anyone? Hobbs? Shaw? Just raise your hand. I'll be right there. Um, you and the Charger. So, yeah. So uh, this group of about 300 cars decided to take over a um, just four-way intersection. 
with a parking garage, like a parking structure for um, one of the local colleges and like another parking lot. So it was a great opportunity for us to use a tactic that we've developed to keep all these people there. Cause usually we show up and they scatter and then there's some sort of wreck and it's, it, it just ends up being a dangerous situation for everybody. Cause a lot of times there's guns in this crowd and there's undesirable people in this crowd and there's people who just don't give a shit and they do really reckless and dangerous things that put people's lives at, at risk. So we take about 50, 60 uh, swing shift officers once midnight comes out and we break them up into four teams. 50, 60. I, I just yeah. want to yeah. punch you right in the face for that amount of <laughs> number of officers you have on the street. Go ahead. And that, and that's nowhere near enough for a city my size. Like we are comically understaffed. So break them up. We all come in from different compass points and uh, I'll, I'll send you a picture of the, the, what it looked like from the helicopter. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. And and maybe you can, I don't know, like embed Zoom it in somewhere in the video. Oh, okay. Um, but we uh, we locked in pretty much all three hundred, and you the trapped them. Yeah, they were just nowhere to go. So, uh, then the helicopter got on their big old PA system and said, uh, uh, "Attention, citizens." Uh, we're going to be setting up some checkpoints and the only way you are leaving this party is with a citation. Once you show an officer your citation, you will be free to go. Thank you. And how much are their citations? A thousand dollars. thousand bucks. So my city has finally passed something. Um, we used to charge it as a misdemeanor. It's now an infraction. Still carries a thousand dollar fine, but before we could take you to jail over it. Even if you are just spectating at a sideshow, you get fined a thousand dollars and get charged with that local ordinance. So I'm so bringing whenever... my lawn chair and a six pack of Diet Coke. Yep. Costing me a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. So basically, as everybody was coming out, walk up to the window and, all right, guys, were you spinning or were you just watching? Oh no, man, we were just watching. All right, cool. I need everybody's IDs. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Admitted to spectating. Wow. <laughs> now, will your department send those people to collections when they don't pay? That's a good question. I doubt the city attorney will do anything. But the final total from what I was told is 532 citations for spectating, seven cars towed, uh, four arrests, two guns seized. Nice work. So, and uh, I got to leave at 6 a.m. You normally leave at 1. I usually leave at 1. Okay. More <laughs> overtime to pay for that new car. Yeah. And then uh, I got a brand new recruit fresh out of the academy. How old? She's 27 years old, a former Marine and a cat person. Okay, don't hold that against her. <laughs> I'm not. I just looked at her and went, all right, that's fine. Nobody's perfect. Speaking of cats. Where's Mittens? He got adopted. Oh, I thought you were going to say he got run over. Why is it a, a failed trumpet? It's a sad trumpet. Or is it a trumpet? It's sad trombone. 
That, that's what it's called, the sad trombone? Yeah. Oh. It so, sounds like more of a fail. I got. I was going to be. I thought you were going to do more of a. Oh. I don't have that. <laughs> I'll do it, though, because I think it was t- Tuesday or Wednesday. I got up. Oh, no, it was on the 4th of July because I came home from work, you know, and I went right to bed so I could, you know, sleep for three hours. And um, when I got up, I came downstairs, and when I came home, he was at the door, the basement door. You know, he, he can hear yeah. me. He's, like, meowing like it's up a storm, and I don't dare open the door. Meow, meow. Yeah, like, like meow, that meow, a Mike. lot. And I didn't let him out because, you know, she was still sleeping, and then he, he, doesn't, he can't wander around the house. We don't want him to get eaten by the dog. And uh, I went up to bed, and I came downstairs, and she's like, Mittens got adopted. I'm like, What? She's like, yeah, they came here. Record scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they came here, it was a 16-year-old boy and his family came to look at him, and Mittens was out and about in the house, and he came right up to them and jumped on the kid's lap. I'm like, that oh, yeah. bastard. You got to gotta <laughs> pretty much don't have a choice at that. When Annie and I, we got our first pet was a cat, like right after we got married, and we were kind of like walking through this little pet store, and this little fucker reached his paw out and hooked <laughs> Annie, gotcha. She was, I think she was. I think we have to adopt him. Uh, that's a sign. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm so sorry he went off on a little cat tangent there, but nah, Mitten, okay. Mittens is gone and he's very happy and he's in a new home. Well, good. I'm happy for Mittens. Me too. Uh, but so it's then, still sad. Okay, go with the uh, with the baby recruit. Uh, she can type, so that's good. Uh, and then I had a a very late night where I got home about four, and then uh, more overtime. Yeah, and then because I am uh, so smart, well, I forgot that I had volunteered to coach my kids' uh, Junior Giants baseball team <laughs> the following day. So uh, what time was that? Like, uh, well, I was gonna have to get up at about a quarter after eight, oh. and I didn't get to bed till about four thirty. Uh, so yeah. that was fun. And then that's pretty much it. No crazy stuff because, you know, I mean, when you have, I mean, you know how it is when you have a brand new recruit that's just trying to figure out how to put their uniform on. Yeah. You you don't. No, you're not helping her do that, right? No, God, no. I'm not trying to get fired, dude. Okay. Just check it. Uh, (laughs) No, it's just, you're trying, like, you're trying to like ease them into it, so to speak, because you don't, you don't want like the first car stop you make to be like the freaking tatted out parolee at large that <laughs> right. is ready to just take on everybody. Yeah. Like you want it to be the poor unsuspecting kid that's like, huh? Right. You have window tint. What? But I bought the car this way. That's how it was. Yeah, I love when people say that. FTO, he says that's how it was. He's lying. Or too bad. <laughs> he should know Or better. it just sucks to be him. Now go write the ticket. And then about 20 minutes later, the ticket's done. (laughs) (laughs) That's without a computer malfunction. Yeah, and the whole time you're just standing there going, Jesus Christ, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Well, you wanted it. Now you got it. (laughs) Yeah, so it'll be a – it's fun. She's at least uh, able to communicate back and forth. And starting next week, she gets to start driving. That's fast. She doesn't have to know the beat that you're in. Nah. Well, she actually grew up in that 
part of town. So okay, so that's going to be easy so for her until she goes so to a different. Shouldn't beat. be in. Right. Shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> oh, good for her. She she knows the nice part of town. She doesn't know the part where we work. Yeah, the gang part. Now the hospital beat. I wish I worked in the oh, gang neighborhood. Are you still going? Gang neighborhoods just make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know why you like that so much. It's just it's a simpler place. They abide by the talk shit, get hit mentality, and I think America could use a little bit more of that. That's true in itself. <sighs> so, Mike, I know you were on vacation. Vacation. I how, had, how, how was your week? I had such great plans, man. Um, I was going to work happened? on the kitchen island, and then I was going to start doing all the wainscoting and all the f- trim work and stuff and the family room. Mm-hmm. And actually... Should have guessed this was a sign. Um, my drywall guy, I when he finished up uh, two weeks ago, we were in the family room area. That's the next big project. And he observed two seams that are bulging out because the drywall, you know, the house is like 40-something years oh, old. Oh, it's so bulgy. It's like a moose. So one of them goes from sliding glass door to sliding glass door, and it goes horizontally. And then one goes vertically up and down on the other side of the room. And it's just a short run. That one's like maybe three feet. But he said he can cut that out and then he'll retape it so it's flat and looks nice. And I'm like, he'll say, he said he'd come back and do it for free. I'm like, no, 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 dude. I'll pay you because it's your time, you know. So anyways, I called him and he said, okay, I'll be there. Yeah, but he did a shitty job. No, he did a good job. Uh, not if there was a bulgy scene. It wasn't him. This is the stuff that's left from 40 years ago when the house okay. was built. <laughs> okay. The house is settled. and it's, I, mean, I missed that part. Yeah. Well, you were listening to something else. Um, I just, I've learned to tune you out. Yeah. So he didn't show up <laughs> is my point. So there's one thing. And then. Um, Ooh, should have taken the freebie. Yeah. So Monday, get home on the 4th of July. The weekend, I have to say this. I was horrified about work on the weekend. Um. I've worked a number of the last 4th of Julys, and they've all been god-awful. Next to New Year's Eve, for me, it's the worst fucking holiday to work ever. You really? Just, I hate it. Can't stand it. And I was, How do you feel about Halloween? I love Halloween. I drive around in my Batman mask. See, I for me, Halloween is the worst one to work. <laughs> really? It's always the most violent holiday. Okay. I don't in know in my the, opinion. The violence so much, but... um. Call volume on the 4th of July is fucking ludicrous, especially when you're short manpower. Oh, dude, we just, like, we don't respond to anything. It's like, oh, firecrackers? No, we're not going to that. They actually (laughs) asked two auxiliaries or part-timers to come in for the whole weekend. And then the rookie usually has Sundays and Mondays off. Mm -hmm. They work Tuesday through Saturday. But they changed it, his FTO, and... The lieutenant, of all people, was working the DUI detail over the oh, weekend. Wow. So while he was there, the FTO asked him, hey, we want to have this kid work on Sunday because it's the 3rd of July and it's probably going to be pretty busy. And he'll just, he, can you just switch his days off from you know Sunday, Monday to Monday, Tuesday? And they said, yes. Oh, Here's cool. another thing. <laughs> He's been getting overtime with the rookie like every shift. So, yeah. But this is different than what we normally do. Because normally you do your DORs at daily observation reports, for those that don't yeah. know. You do your DORs after your shift is over. Then you go in and do the DOR, right? So you get you get overtime. Yes. I usually will do mine 
like the following day. Are you okay? But you, like the following morning. Okay, we're supposed to have all that shit done by the end of the shift. That so sucks. Normally, you come in then off the street early. Yeah, we're already there twelve hours. We don't want to be there any longer. So the rookie's only working eight. So we'll try and figure out. If we come in a half an hour before, and get that done. But Geo, who's the the FTO, he's been. This is what we should be doing. He's stacking calls on this kid, right? So he'll mm-hmm. grab a paper call, and then he'll start that, and then we'll get another call, and no matter what it is, runs out. Okay, uh, I'll take that one. Okay. Next thing you know, it's 5 in the morning. He's supposed to be leaving. He ain't going anywhere. He's got He's paper there to do. fucking seven reports deep. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess the deputy chief wrote an email to our shift about the overtime getting getting out of control with the rookie, and he shouldn't be getting as much overtime as he's getting. Well, then they wanted him to, to switch his days off. So I was surprised that we didn't have more work on the whole weekend. It was yeah. surprisingly quiet, and the, all the firework calls were handled by the part-timers, which was great. We didn't have to, you know, do any of that shit. And we just had yeah. to deal with, you know, regular bullshit. But then I got stuff we'll talk about next week um, that happened. But back to my week off. Well, just going back to that overtime thing, like I, I noticed that when I went through the FTO program in Monterey, like it was like overtime was frowned upon for recruits and people would tell you straight up like, Hey dude, um, cause you wouldn't have to have your reports done by the end of your shift. You just had to have them done by the end of your week. Right. Right. Unless um, it was someone going to jail and need for a bond hearing and stuff. You had to yeah. If it, if it was an in right. custody, then you have to get it done right, right. away. Um, but like people would tell me like, Hey dude, um, like I remember when I went through, like I would have to do reports at home. I was like, Oh, for real? Like you guys could do that for overtime. And they're like, no, no, you just, you do it so you can you know, keep up on things. Yeah, that's wrong. And it, it, it never made sense to me. I was like, that right. sounds like I'm doing work for free. And kind I'm of not illegal really, against not the really about unit. Kind of not about that life. <laughs> but for the FTO program now in my department, like that's, that's the norm is, you know, your recruit is down paper and then you typically don't start writing until you're off duty. And then it's all overtime. And then typically, like, that's when the FTO will write the DOR. But for me, like, if we get off on time, I'll just go home instead of writing the DOR. I'll go home. I'll sleep on it. I'll wake up. I'll have a cup of coffee. And then I do the DOR before I go to work. Did you get paid for that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't do shit for free. Yeah. Um, I think he's been told that the the bosses are no longer going to sign the overtime sheets, which might be illegal as well. But yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure there's some labor law issues. It there. can be, but you can't. As the FTO, you can't then put them in that position anymore. So he's not going to be able, in my opinion, to just start grabbing every call. Because no, he's going to have to catch a call, write the right, write the report, and then catch the next call. Well, or the guy who's actually assigned the call, because right now the rookie jumps all the calls. So yeah. the guy who's actually assigned the call will just have to fucking do his own paperwork if this guy's still down on paper because we can't – I don't believe in backlogging that much because it's it's a lot – you need to put some stress on them. Yeah. But you shouldn't be putting that kind, that much stress on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we, I mean, there's it's a fine line that you have to walk. Yeah. He came in the other night, and uh, right off the bat, I think his FTO was 
doing an assignment. He was downstairs near the evidence room or something, and we had a call of a crash. So I said, ride with me. I jumped on my squad. We went there. And there's a fucking DUI. DUI crash right off the bat. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm th- the first thing I'm thinking, because it's early, I'm like, yeah, fuck. And well, then I forgot, the oh, the rookie's here. I don't have to, oh, I don't have to do anything. And our sergeant was working <laughs> overtime. The guy who was working overtime as a sergeant yeah. worked all weekend with us. So, and he's a DUI expert. And uh, he's got like 500 DUIs on some ridiculous number. So he was there and he just sent me to get the PBT. And I came back and the kid, this was only the kid's second DUI. So um, I told my boss. <laughs> so it was painfully slow. <laughs> it was painfully slow. And I told my boss, I'm like, you know, had I rolled up on that, because it would have been, it was in my zone, my beat. Mm-hmm. Had I rolled up on that call, I would have parked the guy's car across the street and given him a ride home down the block. And because the guy had absolutely no bad driving abstract, he he was driving his company car. <laughs> he's going to get fired. Yeah, Driving his company's car. He blew like a 187. Um, nice old Italian guy. And then, then the phone Nice call. old drunk Italian guy. And he's lived in the village for like 40 <laughs> years. Everyone knows him. Oh, Next thing man. you know, the chief calls. Because it's the mayor's friend. And the chief was told. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Chief was told, he's, he's booked, man. He's already, it's too late. You know, it's, it's too late. So we just didn't impound his car. That's something we could do for him. Save him five. See, that bucks. always bothers me of like departments wanting to be like, hey, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do DUIs. But anytime it's somebody that a higher up knows, they want to fucking get involved. You know, like, hey, do we, you know. Do we have to? Right. Well, yeah, motherfucker, he's already in jail. Horror story. First of all, had the call come before he was pinched, yeah, you know, you could do something. We have that discretion, but it was kind of taken away when he rear-ended a kid in a car. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? If no. there wasn't an we injury. If, if you're deuce, we shall make the arrest. Well, the last department I worked for, you know, uh, a city sergeant, city police sergeant from the city where I live was driving in the town I worked in and he got pulled over and he, on camera, he's like, do you know who I am? And the kid who booked him's like, no, I'm a sergeant with this PD. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. You're under arrest. First of all, that sucks. Dick moved by a young cop arresting another cop. I'll never do dick that. move by the guy. He's trying to badge his way out of it. Well, that don't too. drink and drive. Don't right? be a fucking asshole. Don't drink and drive. Don't be an asshole. I'm also, I don't book cops. That's me. And this, that's what I, unless it's a murder or something bad. So anyways, he books them. What about for DV? Yes, we've done that. What about misdemeanor DV? That's all the same here. There's only okay. I mean, it's DV, pretty much yeah. the same for us too, but. But there's so some like, well, things. Well, the misdemeanor ones, like someone's just got to say, ouch. No, so if, maybe I try to sweep it under the rug. Like, no, like. No, if you want to hit that's a woman. That's the thing that bothers me. Like, yeah, I'm all for giving cops the benefit of the doubt, but. In this day and age, like, dude, you got to know better. He should know you better. You cannot expect but, a break. You can't, you can't expect a break. When it comes to DUI, no, you can't. So this sergeant gets booked. He's in the city where I was working. Who's The chief of that city came from the city where I live where he works, so they're buddies, right? Uh-huh. So the whole arrest is on camera, right? Then the station, he gets to the station. He's in the processing room. Chief comes in. He's off duty. He lives two streets down. He walks into the station because this guy calls him. Has a meeting with the officer. Says, you can do what you want, blah, blah, blah. But next thing you know, on camera, 
surveillance camera. Rookie walks walks in and tells the guy, I guess you're unarrested. And that gets out. Freedom of Information Act by the press grabs it, and that chief got had to resign. I said that chief should be fired immediately and prosecuted. Sorry, I was sipping my Diet Coke. Anyways. That wasn't a sip. That was a chug. It was, you know, at the bottom of the can. <laughs> you were throwing it back. So the, No, the, that's the, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like um, I feel like I feel bad for that rookie cop. He's in a horrible position. He also would just book his mom if she was drunk. So but whatever. No, he would. Yeah, he would. No one would. He would. Nah. Um so the week went okay. That Monday, you know, the Tuesday the cat got adopted. Um also Tuesday cost me twenty four hundred dollars because oh my motherboard and the fan motor, the blower motor in my furnace went out, and it was Oof. like 100 degrees outside with high humidity. Eesh. So it put me two days, three days behind schedule, really, with Monday having to flip my schedule and not being able to yeah. walk, let alone work on a, with a tool. Um, For you, what qualifies as high humidity? Oh, the humidity was in the 70%. It was, okay. um, what do they call it? It is... There's a word that they oppressive. It was that that's what they the ranking of it, you know. Yeah. It was oppressive humidity. Well no, I I ask because where I'm at it's not typically very humid. No. Right? Here like even like even right now, I think we're let me see. Let's pull it up. We're just at just don't pull it out. Well <laughs> jokes on you, it's already out. <laughs> Damn it. Uh okay. I guess it's already, you know, fifty seven percent humidity. But even for us, like that's pretty high as far as humidity goes. Oh, and like the whole last week, it's been like in the fifties, fifties to seventy percent. Okay. Usually, it's very dry. Okay. Yeah. In the summertime here, when it's that hot, we're at um, right now. It's actually raining, but Ugh. yeah, that's, that's like a hundred percent humidity. We're at sixty nine percent humidity right now. Yeah. It just drizzles, but anyway. So the house was fucking hot, and then oh. I need $2,400? Let me pull that out of my ass. And then, you know, I, I have a friend who works HVAC, and he actually lives in the town where I police. And I, if I had time, now I, I texted him on Monday night and said, listen, dude, call me in the morning. This, my blower motor's out. I don't know what's going on. He calls me late in the afternoon after I already had to have a service guy come out because he didn't call me, so I figured he was busy. This guy comes out. He's got to drive to a city that's an hour away to pick up this blower motor and drive back and all this other stuff. So my buddy calls me while the guy is on his way back to my house. And he's like, I told him what was wrong. He's like, you might have had a surge or some kind of brownout in your neighborhood. And that's exactly what the service tech said. And I said, that's what he said. He goes, what's he, what's he charging you? Like 700 bucks? I'm like, no. He goes, <laughs> times three? Goes, $900? <laughs> No. He goes, that motor's like $300, and the motherboard ain't very expensive. I go, how about $2,400? He's like, what the fuck? And I go, well, this is what happens when I can't reach anybody else. He goes, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, dude. My daughter had my phone. I'm like, whatever. But I can't sit around and wait. It's a fucking 100 degrees outside. I can't sit around and wait for someone to call me back. I actually had to call this guy, and he actually ended up being the owner of the company. So he finishes up my job, and he's – he puts his hand up on the water heater, which is right next to the furnace. First of all, the furnace looks like Stevie Wonder did it. <laughs> it's fucking janky as all get out. And, it, you know, if I was going to be here forever, it would be replaced. Because when he goes, I got some bad news for you. 
going to be $2,400. I'm like, holy shit. He goes, or you can get a new furnace for $8,500. I'm like, what the fuck? Not eighty five. That's worse. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. So he goes, oh, your water heater's leaking. And at the top where the water pipes go into the heater. Yeah. It's leaking. It's got corrosion all over it. Um, He goes, you're going to have to, before this thing goes, it's, it's 10 years old. I think he goes, you're going to have to get rid of, you know, change it. And I go, well, my brother-in-law's a plumber, which he is, but I don't know if he has any time to help me. And then I started looking at um, water heaters at Ream. Mm-hmm. It's a Ream. It's got a power um, motor on top that exhausts it out. And when he was looking at it, it's exhausted out in like a galvanized pipe and it should be PVC because now <laughs> water goes in that line and it can rust the galvanized piping and then carbon monoxide can come right into my shop because it runs through the shop. Yeah. So he says, I would go with a tankless water heater. Well, sure yeah. you would, because you probably get them for a rate. I mean, I'm looking up water heaters, and just the, just a 50-gallon, which that is, with that power booster exhaust thing, it's like $1,500. That's without service, putting it in. Yeah. And I have to pay someone. To, I mean, I would normally do it with my buddy, but if something breaks <laughs> and the water's, you know what I mean, then I'm really screwed. It's not yeah, hard to change yeah, a water heater. That's a problem. It's a gas line and two water lines. Yeah. But if shit's broken or it breaks, I don't know. So I don't have that much money sitting around. That's that's a jointer. Speaking of jointers, anyways, that was my week. We'll get to the woodworking <laughs> part in a minute. Oh, actually, we have we have nine officers who... Yeah, I know. It's been not great. That whole Kentucky thing, and then... Yeah. Um, we had an active shooting at the fucking 4th of July parade. Not me, personally. We, not my department, but Highland Park. It was all over yeah. the national news. Um, this piece of shit. Now, they, I haven't, I'm trying not to read about it. Because they shouldn't even say this fuck's name, right? They should never say these people's name. This shitbag did this. Because sometimes those people want their names to be said because they're loners and they, they have this issue with, being recognized and having attention, right? Have you seen his picture? Yes. Tell seen, me he doesn't look like this is normal. I know. I've seen too many like of his nobody pictures. Nobody saw actually. this coming. Well, I've seen his thing. rap it's video. Like, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> but here's here's kind of the thing. I was like, I know everyone's like, oh, we we don't want to give this person the time of day. Like, we should consider putting out as much information about these people as possible because we see a common trend, right? We see some sort of child trauma, typically fatherless home. And if you just look at the damn kid, you go, oh, you look like a fucking weirdo. It's a neon sign hanging around his neck that says warning can go off at any minute. They're literally, right? I in, mean, in police work, yeah. we call that a clue. <laughs> that's, a, that's a clue that even the FBI would be able to pick up on. So you had texted me. Oh, there's an ant crawling across my table. You had texted me and asked if um, we had anybody out there, and I had um, one of my buddies was, who's on the SWAT team for NIPAS was out there. Yeah. So I actually like wanted to ask you a question because I saw the uh, the video of him being taken into custody. Oh, at the car stop? Yeah. Is it common practice on a high-risk felony car stop for people to completely break cover, walk up, on the felony vehicle that we have no clue what the fuck is inside of it. Right. And then take the guy into custody. Or do you guys typically like call him back? Our, first of all, I saw 
what appeared to be that I didn't see the whole video footage. I saw like stills and a little bit of video footage, I saw but the not whole the entire thing. stop. Did they release a um, a car camera? No, someone like someone at the intersection. Yeah, was filming it. Was filming it and like I mean, never mind the crossfire because sometimes crossfires happen. Right. I was gonna. That was one point <laughs> I was gonna make. But then there was a wreck. Yeah, because like rifle was like walking like straight. At, like, hey, we're gonna point our guns at each other. Right. And maybe we hit the guy. There was a but, red pickup truck that pulled up in front of it. Which yeah, I don't was know not making if it a was turn. Like an unmarked or right, I don't know either because it was just a, it was a pickup truck, and my wife said, "Why is that truck parked like that?" And I'm like, "Well, it wasn't." She goes, "You think that was a civilian?" I'm like, "No fucking civilian's going to turn like that." Where's it? It wasn't a turn; it was an approach. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, it was a direct be, approach. Yeah, that was my first. I was like, "Oh, that's got to be an unmarked." Right. Uh, but, but yeah, that whole stop from what I saw was bad. Uh, yeah, no good. The town that's the. The officer that spotted him was a, a town called North Chicago, and it was a patrolman that saw the car. Uh, I don't know if North Chicago did the felony stop or if it was if they waited for other units to get there. I have no idea because I didn't look at the well, cars. It, from from what I saw, it looked like there was a shit ton of people there. Now, so I'm I mean I'm sure that I mean every cop in that region was looking for that car. And the second somebody says, Hey, I think I got it. Right. I mean, Everyone the whole city there. is going to show up. All the surrounding towns too. Yeah. Um, everything's going to show anything. Anyone that hears about it is going to show up. I was kind of sad that he didn't make a furtive movement to his waistband. See, and I have the exact opposite thing. I want to know the why I want to see the interview. I, I want, I want the why, because if we have the why we can start, taking positive steps to stop this stuff before it even happens. So he, it's all Intel gathered in a perfect world gives us that Intel. Then he, they take him out back behind the woodshed and shoot him. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. As long as, you know, I don't have to pay for his fucking life survival no, no, no. now. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he's going to get shivved anyways. You can always hope. So, so but yeah, no, I, that's my thing. I always want to know the why, because if you know the why you can start to prevent these things from happening. But if these guys freaking 10x themselves, we right. never get the why. We never get a chance to pick their brain and to try to understand how that fucked up mind works. Watch Mind Hunters, and you'll have an idea. Well, back then, I mean, but these things are constantly evolving, right? Because right. I think in today's world, a serial killer can't exist with the internet. With the internet and social media, no, you'd never make it to serial status. This would be this is our new version of a serial yeah. killer. I 100% agree that yeah. in the 21st century, the mass shooter is the new serial killer. So, so that, we got to start understanding them. Also on the 4th, there was a shooting in Philadelphia at a fucking parade or something. I saw that. And, and then, over the weekend, 71 people in Chicago were shot. That's just a slow weekend in Chicago. I um, know. It was, people were behaving. <laughs> so uh, there was two Kentucky officers killed. Yep. There was a... Kim sent me an article about Detroit, a Detroit officer murdered with a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I see that one on our list right now because it might not have come up yet. But, um, oh, he's on there. Okay. Uh, and then you saw the whole Ohio thing with the, the shoot. The, what, what's the town that stops with a T, the city in Ohio? Toledo? I don't know if it was Toledo. Anyways, maybe it's Akron. That's not a T, but... Tacron. There's not even a T in it's there. It's Tacron. <laughs> um, but they had they had a shooting of, with a uh, what they're saying is an unarmed black man. 
So they're trying to do a traffic stop. A, a round comes out of that car, right? Someone, someone shoots at the police. He gets out of the car and runs. Six or seven officers chase him, and they hit him 60 times with bullets. 60. 60. I mean, and there's a lot of good hits. Yeah, I mean, the proficiency of their rounds down range are pretty good. I mean, because typically we see like 70 shots fired, right. three hits. Yeah. <laughs> so he got hit 60 times-ish. And, uh, you know, they're rioting and shit. Uh, then oh, they they're found, playing BLM again? Oh, yeah. Then they found the gun in the car. But there's Oops. there's video footage that they've the body cam footage that they've frozen of him near his waistband. So yeah, uh, he shot at you and then he ran and he's reaching. He might have been pulling his underwear up or his pants up because he's an asshole. But don't pull your pants up. First of all, please, people. I'm just telling you, just don't run from the police. Fucking stop shooting at the police. And if they try and pull you over, stop and just give up. If you feel like you have been mistreated, every department has some sort of internal affairs system or go to the media or there's some sort of civilian oversight. Get that money. If you're mistreated, get the bag, get that money. Don't run. It's not worth your life at us. Don't fight us. Cause you're always going to be guilty when you do all that and maybe dead, but I'm so sick of it. Probably, It's all over the news again. He fucking shot at the cops and he ran and he reached for something in his pants. Guess what? You're going to get met with lead. So whatever. All right. Let's get to the Officer Down Memorial page. At, uh, quick oh, quick wait, wait. Public, public service, public service announcement, announcement for everybody. In the history of the world, people who have cooperated with officer commands and been totally compliant have never died. 100% survival rate. 100% survival rate. If you, if you feel like you were profiled, if you feel like you were mistreated, complain. Cities will pay, even if you're full of shit. Right. Cities will pay you just to shut up. Yeah. File a complaint. I would rather get paid than get fucked up. It's much easier that way. Anyways. Now back to the show. Back to your regularly scheduled depression. All right. We last recorded on the 20th, so we're going to pick up from the 20th of June. You can kill your mic if you want. So we don't hear your dog barking. Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office in South Carolina. Deputy Sheriff Austin Derek Aldridge. End of watch was Tuesday, June 21st, 2022 from gunfire. He was killed while responding to a domestic call. This is happening quite a bit lately. At 3.20 p.m., he approached the house and he was ambushed by the subject. Bystanders gave medical aid to the Deputy Aldridge until EMS arrived and then provided responding officers with a description of the subject in his vehicle. Another deputy spotted the subject and attempted a traffic stop. The man pretended to surrender but shouted the deputy. I thought we this one kind of sounds familiar. Maybe this we, we read this one the last time. But this kid, Deputy Aldridge, served with the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office for three years. He survived by his wife. Perry County Sheriff's Office in Arkansas. Detention Officer Jeremiah James Story. Gunfire. I'm sure we did this one too. 
I believe Officer Story was shot in the detention center. Yep, the man produced a pistol. Now they put the dates differently since the last time I recorded. But Saunders County Sheriff's Office, New England, Deputy Sheriff Jeff L. Hermanson, his end of watch was Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. He passed from a heart attack. He was 45 years old and served 21 years with the county. Yavapai County Sheriff's Office in Arizona. Sergeant Richard Lopez. End of watch Tuesday, June 28th, 2022 from gunfire. Sergeant Richard Lopez was shot and killed while attempting to arrest a suspect near Stagecoach Trail in Red Rock Lane in Cordes Lake at about 12.45 in the afternoon. He responded to the area to investigate a theft and located the subject nearby. The man shot him before fleeing into a nearby residence and barricading himself inside. Sergeant Lopez was transported to the Honor Health Deer Valley Medical Center where he succumbed to his wounds. The subject was taken into custody after remaining barricaded in the home for several hours. Sergeant Lopez had served with the Yavapai County Sheriff's Office for 14 years. He is survived by his wife and two daughters. He was 51 years old. Poteet Police Department in Texas Reserve Officer Jeffrey Richardson end of watch Wednesday, June 29, 2022 from a vehicular assault. Reserve Officer Jeffrey Richardson was struck and killed by a drunk driver while directing traffic at a construction zone in the 11,000 block of North Mopac Expressway in Austin. He was working a secondary employment assignment when he was struck at about 2 a.m. The driver who struck him was arrested and charged with intoxicated assault. Officer Richardson is survived by his wife and five children. He was 35 years young. Bibb County Sheriff's Office in Alabama, Deputy Sheriff Bradley Stephen Henry Johnson. End of watch Thursday, June 30th, 2022 from gunfire. Deputy Sheriff Brad Johnson succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained the previous day at about 5 p.m. when he and another deputy were shot by an auto theft suspect near the intersection of Alabama 25 and Bulldog Bend Road. Deputies pursued the stolen vehicle until it stopped, and the man opened fire, striking Deputy Johnson and the second deputy. The man then fled on foot and remained at large until being taken into custody approximately 16 hours later. Deputy Johnson remained on life support until his organs could be donated. He had served with the Bibb County Sheriff's Office for seven years. He was survived by his fiance, two children, and his parents. He was 32 years old. Captain Ralph Harlow, for sure, of the Prestonburg Police Department in Kentucky, and have watched Thursday, June 30th, 2022, 
from Gunfire. Captain Ralph Frasher and Police Officer Jacob Chaffins, along with Deputy Sheriff William Petrie of the Floyd County Sheriff's Office, were shot and killed in Allen, Kentucky, by a subject who was wanted for domestic violence offenses. Several warrants and a protective order had been issued for the man after he assaulted a family member. As two Floyd County deputies arrived at the man's home on Main Street near Railroad Avenue to serve the warrants, the man opened fire. Numerous jurisdictions responded to assist following the initial shooting. The man fired hundreds of rounds from pre-positioned firearms throughout the home. Deputy Petrie and Captain Frasher were killed during the incident. Officer Chaffins succumbed to his wounds the following day. Three other law enforcement officers and the Director of Emergency Management were wounded. K-9 Drago, also of the Floyd County Sheriff's Office, was also killed in the incident. Subject was taken into custody after remaining barricaded in the home for several hours. He was charged with multiple counts of murder of a police officer, attempted murder of a police officer, and assaulting a service animal. Captain Fraser had served at the Prestonburg Police Department for 39 years. He was survived by his wife, two sons, a daughter, four grandchildren, and his mother. He was 60 years old. You heard about Deputy Sheriff William Edward Petrie also involved in that incident. He was 60 years old as well and served for 31 years. Police Officer Jacob Russell Chaffins, the third member of that incident to be killed, was 28 years old and had been doing the job for three years. He was also a military veteran. He survived by his wife, daughter, mother, two brothers, and three sisters. Sergeant John K. Williams of the Coralville Police Department in Iowa, end of watch, Sunday, July 3rd, 2022, duty-related illness. He was 59 years old and had served 28 years. And finally, Police Officer Lauren Kortz from the Detroit Police Department. End of watch, July 6, 2022. Police Officer Kortz was shot and killed while responding to a shooting call near the intersection of Joy Road and Marlowe Street at about 7.30 p.m. When Officer Kortz and his partner arrived on the scene, the subject immediately began shooting at them, striking Officer Kortz. His partner returned fire and killed the, the subject. Officer Kortz had served at the Detroit Police Department for five years and was assigned to the 2nd Precinct. He was survived by his wife, son, daughter, and parents. His father had recently retired from the Detroit Police Department. He was 40 years old and served five years. And it looks like we have a few more canines there, Brandon. Yep, we got three. So, K-9 Odin of the Virginia State Police in Virginia. Uh, K-9 Odin died of smoke inhalation after a fire started in the Sandler's patrol car. 
The handler had stopped at the Virginia State Police Area Office in Buckingham County while on patrol, and Odin remained crated in the patrol car. A fire sparked inside the vehicle, and canine Odin suffered severe smoke inhalation. He was transported by ambulance to an emergency veterinary clinic and died later that evening. He had, uh, Odin had served with the Virginia State Police for three years. Then we have Canine Cannon of the Fountain Valley Police Department in California. End of Watch, Tuesday, June 28th. Canine Cannon died after showing signs of heat stroke while participating in a training exercise. Uh, he was transported to the local emergency animal hospital where he succumbed to heat stroke that evening. Uh, Cannon had served with the Fountain Valley Police Department for three years, and he was five years old. And then we have K-9 Drago of the Floyd County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky. Uh, Drago was also uh, shot and killed in Allen by that suspect uh, wanted for domestic violence. No further details than what was already reported earlier when Mike did uh, the officers that perished in that case. Uh, Doesn't give me Drago's age. His end of watch was Thursday, June 30th. That brings the total of police officers for the year uh, lost in the line of duty to 136. Uh, 35 by gunfire, which is a 17% increase from last year. Auto-related is at 30, which is a 21% decrease. And all other factors, uh, we've lost 71 officers, which is a 64% decrease from last year. Overall, we're down 42% from this time last year, but we're also seeing a far fewer number of COVID-related deaths. What's Mike, co- back to you. What's COVID? It was this thing we did in like 2020 and 2021. Oh, I don't remember. But I think I think we're done playing. I think we're done playing COVID. Okay, good. Well, trying to play other things now. Too many deaths. Yeah, still too much. The the gunfire one being up 17 percent is concerning. People are just shooting at us whenever they can now. Yeah, because there's no repercussion. There's no consequence anymore until we shoot back, and then it's like, oh, we're the asshole. Yeah, we're the bad guys. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. What's this no, whoops I hit shit? A, no, I hit a button. <laughs> so um My hand my hand rested and it hit the keyboard and then something popped up and I was oh. like, Oh shit. I thought you were gonna play us a jam. Play us a keyboards, piano. No no no, like my 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 com- okay. my computer. I'm giving away a piano. Really? Yeah. Like like a an electric one or like no, a piano piano? A Wurlitzer upright piano that's been in Kim's family for like forty years. Why are you giving that away? Just sits in the house, taking Nobody up plays space. It. Kim used to, um, when the kids were younger, Kim gave lessons to a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. She's been playing her whole life, but she just would like to get now a an electric piano, a keyboard, eighty eight key electric piano, like a Roland. Uh, better to put it somewhere out of the way. It doesn't take up so much room. So yeah, I've posted it. I've had three people ask about it. I posted on Craigslist, OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, and then um, three people have said, "Hey, I'm interested." And then, eh, not so much. It's free. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that interested. Come but, and get it. You know. No, no. I want you to to deliver it. Yeah. So uh, that's what uh, 
trying to get rid of that. But uh, I also have a couple other things listed on Marketplace. and But other than that, what have you been doing woodworking-wise? Anything? Not much. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I've been uh, working on signs. I needed a, a quick win the other day, so I took some of the sign ideas I had and just burned them into uh, pieces of plywood, and then I need to... Uh, I'm going to try to get those listed tomorrow after I tackle t- uh, taking off about three feet of a hedge with a chainsaw. So that's going to be fun. Watch your fingers. Yeah. So, but no, I haven't had time. It's been just kind of chaotic around here. So, uh, which I've noticed that it's affecting my mood that I've been kind of not in the best mood I would say, because, you know, I, I like going out there. I like tinkering. I like building things like making things. It's fun. Uh, and I just haven't had time to do it. So I need to try to carve out some time. Um, hopefully either, you know, hopefully tomorrow because Tuesday we're going to go out of town and see my brother-in-law and maybe my sister-in-law. Who knows? We usually don't see them at the same time. I don't know why they don't live together. No, they live together. But it seems like one of them always comes up with a reason to not see us. And then later on, like somebody bitches about like, oh, you guys don't make time to see us. That's a whole family thing. Okay. (laughs) I'm just not going to get into because I'll get in trouble. Uh, But yeah, dude, there's not much going on around here. Woodworking wise. I got. What about about you besides the island? Bunch of new tools. Yeah, the yeah, island. Was, I saw that you got the uh, the chainsaw mill. Thanks to you, I uh, yeah. bought the chainsaw mill, and actually, it was uh, that log was referenced by someone I posted on Facebook Marketplace uh, that fifty five gallon drum I wanted to get rid of. So I gave first. I posted it for ten dollars, and no one wanted it. And then I posted it for free, and immediately, some guy reached out to me and said. I want to come and get it. And I'm like, fine. It's on the side of my house. No need to knock. I don't need to see you. Come pick it up. Just get it. Just come and take it. So he shows up. He takes the drum. And then he texts me. And he's like, it's a nice chunk of wood you got on the side of the house. Too bad I couldn't get it into my truck. I would have taken it. <laughs> the big log, you know, the <laughs> tree trunk. So I'm excited to, I haven't opened the box yet for that chainsaw mill. And it looks like in the picture, you actually put a board on top of it first yes because it needs a flat reference yeah so uh and then you can cut it or adjust it to the width of the slabs you want to make so i think eight quarters what i'm going to do and uh and then i maybe the top you know the partially round part of it Mm -hmm. you can maybe use some epoxy with those and i don't know we'll figure out something probably so i got that tool and then i've had the uh, big ass drill press in my garage since i bought it like was it two or three months ago? And uh, Marty Wosick from Red Lake Woodshop came over and helped me move it downstairs. And then he bought my small Wen drill press. And then he, he, I bought a T-shirt from him. And he gave me some nice. other swag. Um, and then I list. Oh, I bought 16 new clamps, trigger clamps. I bought some WorkPro brand. And then I bought some new Irwin. One with like 600 clamping pounds of force and or one set with 600-pound clamping force, one set with 300-pound clamping force, and I got up to like 20 inches because I needed some bigger ones for wider stuff. And 
Jeez, I don't know. And then today I posted, I have a Delta Mortiser. And I bought it off a of, like marketplace for a hundred bucks. When I was watching Jay Bates videos a few years ago, and he was talking about a mortiser, mm-hmm. and I was going to use it for the turned leg bathroom vanity build, and do tenons and mortises and stuff, and then I was intimidated to actually put the solid maple turned leg on it and fuck it up, so I used mm-hmm. pocket holes instead, because <laughs> I didn't have a domino back then. Yeah. So now that I have a domino, I don't think I need a mortiser. I think you'd be pretty okay without it because. Then I'd still have to make tenons to go in the mortiser, which is a pain in the ass, and I could just use a domino. Yeah. So I was saying I bought a whole new uh, bit set for it, too, when I bought the mortiser for like 80 bucks on Amazon. Everywhere from like 6.5 millimeter up to like 19 millimeter, whatever the hell it is. And it came with four different bits, too. And it's a pretty cool tool if you're not familiar with them. And I cleaned it up. I posted it today. I listed it. For $300 because when I looked up the model on Google, you can't find it anywhere for under $650. So the guy that sold to me just really wanted to get rid of it apparently <laughs> for $100. I'm like, fuck it. Jeez. I'm going to put it on. So I listed it for $300. If someone offers me, you know, $250 or two and a quarter, I'll take yeah. it. And I've, and I've made 100 bucks. Maybe not. Yeah. I made 50 bucks because I had to pay $80 for the bit set. But yeah. so I listed that. And that's it, man. I've got so much stress off my plate since the kitchen island's done. Once it's installed, I'm going to, I think, pass out. Yeah. Because I bought more wood today, poplar and oak, for some projects coming up. But, um, you know, I just, I'm glad that the the island's done. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to, I got to build a a frame to one of the, uh, sign or to a couple of the signs so i'm going to try to get those done get some nice pictures of them that way nice. i can get them up on etsy cool my because uh i the, the traffic on etsy has been very quite slow mine too <laughs> yeah i've had five visitors last week yeah well i'm trying to figure out because it seems like people really look on their like for themed gifts yeah. for like mother's day holidays. father's day holiday yeah yeah, so I'm trying to remember, like, what's the next holiday coming up? After the 4th. Should have had stuff on yeah. there for the 4th of July, but... Well, I have flags on there, so... <laughs> I would think that would be it. Is Labor no, probably, Day? like... I don't know. You don't I'm buy shit to... for Labor Day. Yeah. Maybe I had an excuse to drink. Maybe I'll throw some designs on bottle openers and... Do some themed bottle openers. Oh, I got a job interview. Oh, you got a job interview coming up a week, a week from. But you already Wednesday. got a job. True that. But, what um, kind of job are you interviewing for? We were talking about it in the pre-show live on Instagram, and I forgot to mention it during the law enforcement part. But I um, guess they're just going to have to stick around because this is just real quick. This, this is life talk with Mike and Brandon. It's for another police department, and um, it's actually in a town next to where we just moved from. So it'd be is about, it a police officer position? It is not. A lateral, it is, okay. it is called, it's a police services technician job, and it's for the video evidence guy. You just handle all the video evidence and all the cameras and stuff. So they called last week before the 4th of July. I think it was Thursday while I was sleeping. No, it was Friday. 
because it, it was the weekend, the holiday weekend on Friday. And yeah. when I woke up, I had the message, and it, the woman said, the HR woman said, I'll be, I'll be here till 5, and then I'll be back on Tuesday. I called at 4.20. Right, the voicemail. She gone. She gone. She got the hell out of there. So I called It was her. 5 o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I called her Tuesday because I was now up, you know, during the day. So I, I called, and uh, so my appointment is, my interview is 10 a.m. on the 20th. Uh, so I got just over a little bit of a week to go until do that. All right. So well, that's best exciting. of luck on that. Thanks. I forgot what the job was. <laughs> I threw the application thing out. <laughs> I usually keep them in a folder <laughs> on my computer. And yeah. I, I'm like, what fucking job is that? And I had to, you know, she sent it when she sent the email to, to the, uh, for the interview, it was listed what the job was. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. <laughs> just show up like, what the fuck am, what I, am I doing for here? again? Yeah. So yeah, I'm look, going, I, just, I don't even want to get excited about it because, you know, the other two went yeah, so Yeah, you've well. had some, yeah, you've had some, some rough luck, but maybe this is just the one, it was all those wins went crappy so you could get this one. Yeah, and also having now interviewed two times in the last two months, I'll be more comfortable. Yeah, and I can. And then maybe who knows? Maybe things. all three will offer you at the same time, and you can decide which well, one no, you want. Well, no, the other two already do. said I can't do those. They already gave those jobs away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed that update. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the last one, which the interview went spectacularly, when they said, when the one sergeant said to me. Mike, just to tell you the truth, I don't think you'll be happy sitting in a room. Remember that guy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything. I've never heard anything back. So my buddy John, who's a sergeant on the day shift, he went to staff and command school at Northwestern with a sergeant that was in the interview. Mm-hmm. So I said, can you reach out to that fucking guy and ask him? So John texted him. He also works nights. So uh, John just said, did you guys fill that position? And he just texted back, Yes. So they didn't even send seven people they interviewed a fucking They didn't email. even send a letter? No. What the hell? That's kind of messed up. Nah, screw those people. You didn't want to work for them anyways. Yeah. They're a trash city. <laughs> no, it's a great city. No, it's a trash city. It is not. Garbage. So uh, that's it, man. Drill press, clamps, job interview, you know. Selling a mortiser, selling a p- getting rid of a piano, uh, get rid of a pallet for free. I put that on uh, marketplace. Someone came and grabbed that. Uh, get rid of a bunch of stuff. Mike, you're not having thoughts of self harm, are you? No, I'll harm you first. <laughs> well, that's uh, what how? they always say: is that people who who go and end up uh, punching stuff their own away? ticket, they like oh. they start giving shit away. <laughs> no, I, I got that pallet. Just uh, just if you are, just send that. Send that domino. Yeah, right. I got a line of people <laughs> waiting for tools. I, w- I would um, I would say uh, send your surf prep, but you don't have one. I have to check my email because I think Hannah sent me an email. If she sends you one, I'm gonna I I, I will jump out of the second floor. I will jump out of this window. She's like, not gonna send me one. She had mentioned <laughs> if I wanted to be part of the program, the surf prep family in the past, after we met at WorkbenchCon and with her dad. Skyler. I want to be a part of the surf prep family. But then, so they sent that initial email and you have to have certain things, right? Your email, your, your Instagram account has to have so many followers, which I don't fall under, but oh. your YouTube channel has to have watch hours but I, and, but I have a wonderful personality and views. 
and that I do follow fall under. So you would be so, in their YouTube family. Content creator, yeah, I guess. But um, huh. I would get a discount, I believe. So I may have to buy oh, two. Oh, you'd get like one of those discount, to- discount well, codes. I'd get like 30% off or something. What? <laughs> yeah. If that's Jeez, the case. I, I got to make reels. I, I have gotta, to read I the I got to start doing reels. Oh, and uh, speaking of one of my reels that just went on YouTube, someone from Russia, it was the, it was the uh, Craig Jig shelf pin thing in soviet russia he said i was to buy one now he said it in russian and i had to i had to go on like three websites i had but to find a website that just, has the backwards letters and shit that rush that's in there and i typed it out and i found out what why don't said. you just go to freaking google translate and google translate and i i did on my phone i have google translate on my phone yeah uh, but for some reason it was i tried copying it first in a text into google translate but we don't have the backwards letters so finally i copied and pasted it Per verbatim, and uh, I think the person said, "I must buy one. I must buy one now." In Soviet Russia. So I responded social, to him in Russian. Social media influenced you. Yeah, but that was pretty cool. So yeah. uh, maybe I'll buy two. The orbitable for you. There we go. And I'll get the square one, and I'm also going to get the vacuum. Yeah, that's that's the one I I want to get. I want to get that vacuum. It's one of those, like, I see it, and it's like, I want to get that, I want to get that, I want to get that, I want to get that. Yeah. Someday. They, dem- Someday. they demoed it at WorkbenchCon, but it, it was I know. still I've in seen Italy. A bunch of people, I've seen a bunch of people um, that have been starting to get it that absolutely love it. It's so quiet. Like, God, I just, I want that. I want that for me. Yeah, me too, because I'm <laughs> sick of, I'm pulling around this 1992 Craftsman shop vac. And I got I got it hooked up to a dust topper, of course. And I just yeah. have to drag it all over the house, and yeah. shit falls down. And I don't want to do that anymore. And it's so loud. Yeah. I put my headphones on to use my vacuum. That's yep. how loud Same it here. is. Okay. So. All right. I don't know. We're gonna. I, I got a. I had a message from them after our live, and. Uh, oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna ride our pelotons together. You and Hannah. Yeah. Apparently, we're gonna, we're gonna go for a bike ride, virtually. Awesome. Maybe I can be a part of the the surf prep family. I really want to. Well, maybe you can be. I'll, I'll promise I'll post more. <laughs> Joe, I'm looking at my messages now from Instagram. Yeah. Joe, Joey said, "Hey, I had no idea surf prep was tuned into the show. Sorry about that. I wouldn't have brought up Festool. <laughs> I wanted surf prep, but I couldn't wait any longer. I got my vacuum and sander for around eight fifty, brand new." Wow. I think the surf prep is going to be around 1,200-ish. So that's – he got that Festool vacuum and sander for 850 bucks. That's pretty good. That's usually the fucking uh, – usually the sander alone is like almost 1,000 bucks. I know. Like every, like pretty much everything Festool is like 1,000 bucks. It's like owning a boat. Like that would be about 1,000. <laughs> uh, so Marty's also messaged me about – he enjoyed being on the, the live – we can't wait yeah. for Wednesday. So that was that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was the most fun we've had because we had at one time we had like eleven people in there. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Like we were, we had people to interact with. It wasn't yeah. just us talking. It was great, man. I <laughs> I really enjoyed tonight's show. So yeah, thanks to everyone that joined the live. We should have Hannah from Surf Prep on the show. Well, I was trying to get Skyler, who's the owner and her father, to we be uh, a sponsor for the show, and he wanted to check out the podcast. But we yeah. should we just should have, have them on. Just have them on. 
They should. Let's see. I don't know are you what, typing it or should I be typing it? Oh, what are you typing? I was going to just send them a message saying, hey, we should just have you guys on the show. I, think I was actually checking my emails because I maybe she commented during the show. I didn't, I missed the comment. She said something. And you can't go back and look at those comments, which is See, stupid. See, that's stupid. Those should be like memorialized right. somewhere. They should be on there. But anyway. Or at least able for you to access it. Right. And you can't. So I don't know. I missed it. There's no email. So, all right. Well, let's roll. Check your spam folder. You check your spam folder. I usually do, but okay. I'm going to leave because no, it's I'm... hot in this room and some jackass is setting off fireworks and it's pissing my dog off and it's scaring the baby. and It's a whole thing. It's, just a, it's a whole fucking thing. Get on it. We're going to lose music. Yeah. Ask us questions. Wait. Send us questions. <laughs> you started the outro music. <laughs> I give them the things, and then towards the end of that, that's when you hit the outro music. You completely botched the timing. You know how to reach us. How's that? If you if if you don't, it, handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com. DM Mike. DM me. DM the show. Nobody does, but you should. Right. That's it. We're out. Like and subscribe. Thanks a lot for watching and listening. We appreciate you guys. It's good to be back. Peace out. Gooses. And wrap. <laughs>